35. The number 35. What does that mean? Well, in the Dynasty Rookie Rankings, that would be one Keontae Ingram. Running back for Arizona. What did I say? I didn't care much for this kid as he gave me some real Ronald Jones vibes. He will have the opportunity to compete for the backup spot behind James Conner, which makes him viable. Well, back off a little bit. Back off. Now he's going to be in the 40s because Arizona finally snagged themselves another running back in Daryl Williams from Kansas City. So... (laughs) Just get going... What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. Uh, As always, if you want to get in on uh, depth charts, ADP, strength of schedule, all that jazz, uh, Dynasty Rookie Rankings, uh, where you can find where I moved uh, Keontae Ingram, Uh, just all you got to do, just got to get a hold of me, DM me on any of those channels, uh, through Messenger, all that jazz and the good stuff. Be more than happy to get that stuff out to you. It is free. Uh, something that I always fail to mention on the podcast is uh, like, share, subscribe. Um, get the word out. Come on. Come on. We can't, we can't hog this all. We can't hog this all for ourselves. Well, we can. We can. We can. Um I'm going to keep this uh, little opening here nice, short, and sweet. We are going to get into the AFC. Uh, Today, we handled the NFC on the last podcast on 309, so 310 is going to be our AFC run-through. You know how we do it. We go north, east, south, west, clockwise, like a circle, like a circle. Um yeah, so uh, why don't we why don't we just kind of get going here? We're going to start with the Ravens, uh, take a look at what they did through the rookie draft and with uh, UDFA, see if there's anybody that we can kind of pull out of here, okay? So Baltimore Ravens, 2022 draft selections on offense. In the first round, they took Tyler Linderbaum, uh, far and away the best center in this draft out of Iowa. Uh, three fourth-round picks, Daniel Falele, Offensive tackle out of Minnesota, Charlie Kohler, tight end out of Iowa State, and also Isaiah Likely, a tight end out of Coastal Carolina. So those were two uh, two names that we knew of uh, coming out of this year's draft. And then in the sixth round, we got Tyler Batty running back out of Missouri. A lot of people are hopping on this Tyler Batty wagon now uh, over the last couple of days. Don't really fully understand it while well, I, I kind of do um but it's not my bag so um first of all offensive line it's it's a little bit slightly better than what it was last year i'm really hoping that left tackle ronnie stanley uh steps up this year as well as left guard uh, uh tyree phillips uh linderbaum is going to start right away then you got kevin zeitler and morgan moses uh, on the right side, your wide receivers here for now is going to be Rashad Bateman. Probably, in my humble opinions, you're going to see James Prochet II on the outside, uh, Devin Duvernay in the slot. Now, Tylen Wallace, who was a uh, mid-round draft pick for the uh, Ravens last year, he could fill in actually in that slot role if they really want to keep Duvernay back um, doing 
uh, kick returns and such. So keep an eye on Tyler Wallace. Probably not a guy that we're really going to be hopping on to draft. Uh, a couple of UDFAs to really kind of take a look at. Makai Polk and Slade Bolden. Um, I do have them written up. Let me let me see here. What do we got for one Makai Polk? Uh, he's a little bit lower here as is Slade Bolden. Makai Polk. Uh, late round dart throw considering how poor the Ravens wide receiver core really is. Um, it is not very great. All right. So these are guys that could step up in the future. Um, like I said, depending upon how how deep your rookie drafts are, I know I'm doing a dynasty right now. We've got a four round, so these aren't really guys that you're going to be late uh, looking for. But you know, we can talk about them just a little bit here. Slade Bolden has been getting some kind of Twitter buzz, and I don't really know why. Uh, he's not really all that great. So, um, but the same idea as Polk. You know, Ravens wide receivers receiving core thin. Uh, has a chance to at least make the team maybe show what he can do um, during the preseason. Quarterback's going to be Lamar Jackson. Hopefully we keep our fingers crossed. Lamar Jackson actually makes it through the year, but Tyler Huntley is still behind him. Uh, we did see what Tyler Huntley could do uh, in the absence of Lamar Jackson. It was, it was good. It was good. I mean, you know, for a backup quarterback. It was really exceptional, especially in DFS where you could pay up for absolutely nothing. Um, and then pay up elsewhere. Mark Andrews, of course, returning to the tight end role. Uh, Charlie Kohler and Isaiah Likely. I kind of like both of them. Um, what did I say about Kohler uh, in particular and Isaiah Likely? So I don't know if they're guys that I really want to draft. You know, Mark Andrews is really going to kind of be the guy, but... Uh, let's see here. So 63 and 64. So Kohler and Likely. Um, Kohler was the more talented tight end out of Iowa State, and I must wonder if he can become the number two tight end behind Mark Andrews. The more curious question is whether he could become the future replacement for Andrews. Uh, on Isaiah Likely, I did say he can't block, but he is a menace in the passing game. His value is hurt with both the drafting of Kohler and with Andrews still in town. If I can get him late, I would take a shot to see what happens here. Likely is the bigger uh, tight end target here uh, over Kohler, but Kohler, I can't remember who the hell the other guy was. There was two tight ends that were in Iowa State. Um, the other guy's really kind of escaping me right now, but uh, Kohler was really kind of the guy that was kind of like flying under the radar. Um, but he, it, in my opinion, he was the more talented of the two. Uh, so Kohler... Like I said, if it's a deeper if it's a deeper rookie draft, yes. Uh, like say my four rounder, no, I'm not going to bother with it. But uh, depending upon what you have on your dynasty rosters, he might be somebody somebody that you know you can drop a, a guy that's retiring or has retired, um, guy that gets cut, and maybe take a chance on a Kohler or likely there. Now running back here, you're going to have the return of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards? Question mark. Okay, still don't fully know what's going on here between Dobbins and Gus Edwards. It sounds like Dobbins is going to be the guy who's definitely who is looking to definitely be back. Gus Edwards maybe not so much, and that's why the Ravens went ahead and drafted Batty in the six. Um, they also did bring in Mike Davis uh, from Atlanta. We saw what kind of a train wreck he was, um, but we do, even though he's getting a bit older. Um, Behind a better offensive line, um, a more strict running game. If Mike da uh, if Mike Davis is called to action, he would be uh, the likely early down back. Um, Batty would be the guy who would be more likely the replacement for Justice Hill, not the actual full replacement for, say, a Dobbins or Edwards. So um, if Dobbins and or Edwards can't go, you're looking at Mike Davis and then Tyler Batty there. Uh, on defense, a lot of defensive selections here. you got Kyle Hamilton in the first, safety out of Notre Dame. Uh, in the second, they took David Ojabu, uh, outside linebacker in Michigan. Uh, he's probably going to be out for the year. Um, he got hurt during his pro day. 
Uh, Travis Jones in the third, D-tackle out of Connecticut. Fourth rounders, there's three. Jalen Armour Davis, cornerback out of Alabama. He's okay. Uh, Jordan Stout, uh, punter out of Penn State. He is going to be the punter uh, with the retirement of Sam Cook. And then you got Demarion Williams, cornerback out of Houston. So primarily these guys are all going to be backups. Um, Kyle Hamilton, they're going to fit in here somewhere. Now, um, if you do have the depth charts, you will notice that I did put Kyle Hamilton in as the nickel corner. Uh, that's because you still have Chuck Clark um, and Mar- and the newly acquired Marcus Williams this offseason from New Orleans uh, as the listed starters for now. Now, Kyle Hamilton, he's... He's big, um, and he's pretty quick. The thing of it is, is I don't see him playing strong safety. I see him being more of a free safety. So uh, a lot of movements, defending passes, stuff like that can cover wide receivers a little bit better. So um, this is kind of one of those things that I was talking about yesterday about having like a three-safety approach uh, to your secondary on the back end, uh, which would be Williams, Clark, and Hamilton that's just my idea. I am not seeing this anywhere else, of course, because, you know, typically not seeing the safety playing uh, in that nickel. But you have to get Kyle Hamilton on the field. Um, Marcus Peters should be taking over uh, or coming back and reclaiming his uh, cornerback spot there. Um, If not, they did actually pick up uh, Kyle Fuller from Denver, uh, today, so he can play in that spot, and then Marlon Humphrey, of course, um, at the other cornerback spot. So they are really, really deep at corner. Um, you could also see Humphrey possibly float back into that nickel spot, and then if Marcus Williams just isn't really working out, then you would have Kyle Hamilton in there. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts in here. Um, your defensive line, of course, Justin uh, Matabuki, uh, Michael Pierce, and Calais Campbell. Linebackers, Odefi Owe, uh, Owe uh, Malik Harrison, Patrick Queen, and Tyus Bowser. Like I said, David Njabu, uh, probably in my estimation, he's not going to play this year. Um, but we'll take one of those outside linebacker spots uh, next year. So, Ojabo. Uh, was actually highlighted as a guy that could be taken in the first round until the injury occurred. So they got a hell of a deal on him. Um, and with their depth, they're actually you know able to sit back and kind of relax here. Um, I am going to tell you this right now. Uh, there is an inside linebacker out of Navy. Uh, his name is Diego Fagat. And yes, it is spelled very similar to a derogatory name. Please don't use that derogatory term uh, because we are actually, we kind of joked about it that uh, we're kind of waiting for an announcer on TV, radio, something like that, to lose his job by saying it the incorrect way. Um, So just watch yourselves uh, when, you know, kind of doing the names and stuff. Cincinnati, moving on here, offense. One selection for offense, and that was in the fourth round, Cordell Volson, offensive guard out of North uh, Dakota State. So they basically uh, just added a piece for depth reasons on their on their offensive line. Offensive line is very, very good compared to last year. So for right now, we got Jonah Williams, Jackson Carmen, uh, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Lyle Collins. Now I have seen I have seen Karras. As being the right guard, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I would put, if it was me, I'm just saying I would put Karras at the center position, more of a natural position for him. Uh, wide receivers, I don't think we really need to talk too much. You know, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, all good people for fantasy. Hayden Hurst is your new tight end uh, here in Cincinnati. There is no more C.J. Uzoma. He moved on to the, the New York Jets. Uh, can Drew Sample kind of work in here? Sure, but it's going to be Hayden Hurst. So I have some interest, especially if you got a two tight end league, uh, point and a half somewhere where your league's really deep. 
maybe take a shot on Hayden Hurst, but super late. Um, Joe Burrow, of course, is going to be your quarterback. Uh, Brandon Allen, his primary backup, and then at running back, you got Joe Mixon, Samaje P. Ryan, Chris Evans, Trayvon Williams, Elijah Holyfield, and Shamari Jones, who's a UDFA. Uh, not anybody, though, uh, backing up at running back, wide receiver, or tight end that we're really considering. Cincinnati defense in the first round, they had Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan. Uh, in the second round, Cam Taylor Britt, cornerback out of Nebraska. Third round, Zachary Carter, D-end out of Florida. Fifth round, Tyson Anderson, safety out of Toledo. Uh, and in the seventh round, you have Jeffrey Gunter, uh, defensive end out of Coastal Carolina. I have done the same thing with Daxon Hill uh, that I did with Kyle Hamilton, putting him into the slot. So basically that's pulling uh, Mike Hilton kind of out of the slot for now. Um and putting Mike Hilton in front of Eli Apple on the outside. Now, if Cam Taylor Britt really comes on, I think they will move uh, Taylor Britt to the other starting spot opposite of Chidobia Wuzier, uh, leave Eli Apple as a backup. I, I cannot see, for whatever reason, them leaving Eli Apple as a starter again um, after he just was consistently getting burned by... Uh, the upper tier wide receivers, they really need to keep that locked down. Uh, that would move Daxton Hill back uh, to a more natural safety position, but for right now, you got Jesse Bates III as your uh, free safety and Von Bell as your strong safety. So, in reality, they don't really need him. They can keep him on the outside, or keep him, pardon me, not on the outside, but in the slot outside of the safety position. Cleveland. Selections third round, uh, towards the end of the third round, David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. I actually do like David Bell. Uh, fourth rounder, you had Cade York, kicker out of LSU. He's going to be the primary kicker this season. Uh, fifth round, you got Jeremy Ford, running back out of Cincinnati. Sixth round, Mike Woods, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Seventh round, Dawson Deaton, uh, center out of Texas Tech. So they did get one depth piece for their offensive line. Offensive line looks good with Jedrick Willis Jr., Joel Batonio, uh, Nick Harris, Wyatt Teller, and Jack Conklin. Your wide receivers here are going to be Amari Cooper, who was acquired via trade um, from the Dallas Cowboys. I did have that, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, I do list Donovan Peoples-Jones as being the guy across from Amari Cooper, with David Bell being the rookie, uh, Jakeem Grant in the slot. Now, David Bell, um, to me, could have been a second-round pick very easily. I do like the kid. Uh, he's got a lot of talent. He is going to fight uh, DPJ for that other spot, opposite of Amari Cooper. Now, it might be later in the season, before he actually takes, you know, takes hold of it. Uh, but he's definitely somebody that you want to pay attention to. My four-round league, I will probably take a shot on him in the fourth round because I don't think there's a lot of people that are really high on David Bell. It's a running team, but I will take the shot and stash him for later. We have David Njoku, who uh, was franchise tagged. He should be the lead tight end, uh, backed up by Harrison Bryant, Miller Forrestal. Uh, Nick Gugermus. Uh, we did have Austin Hooper get cut, so that's good. That's going to open it up for Njoku. So as long as he can stay healthy, Njoku is going to be the main tight end here. Um, but if you do have Harrison Bryant shares, I would hold on to them because, you know, he moved up one spot on the depth chart. Controversial quarterback Deshaun Watson, of course. Jacoby Brissett backing him up with Baker Mayfield and Joshua Dobbs. Uh, at running back, you got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Demetric Felton, Jeremy Ford, the rookie, John Kelly, and Trey Harbison. Now, you will notice that I did not mention one Dearness Johnson. A lot of places are still listing him as actually being on the team. He is technically not on the team uh, as a restricted free agent. He is, um, you know, a guy that is supposed to be. <laughs> Resigned, he should be on the team, but he is kind of fighting uh, his restricted free agency. Uh, that has not, to the best of my knowledge, been um, uh, uh, taken care of. He did switch agents. He switched to Drew Rosenhaus, so 
it's kind of him just kind of sticking his thumb up, uh, sticking his middle finger up in the air and saying, I want more money. Uh, Cleveland is not willing to give it to him as of yet. Uh, moving on to the defense, you got a third rounder, third rounder, uh, two third rounders, Martin Emerson, cornerback out of Mississippi State, Alex Wright, defensive end out of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh, fourth round, Perry on Winfrey, D tackle out of Oklahoma. And in the seventh round, Isaiah Thomas, D end Oklahoma. Uh, all backups in here. They did bring back Javion Clowney yesterday. Uh, to be across from Miles Garrett, so they will have the good pass rush. Linebacking core looks good, and the sa- uh, safeties and corners all look good. Uh, they are a little bit young in, you know, as far as the backups are concerned. Um, but as long as they stay healthy, this should be another uh, good defense this year. Uh, I would also say though that Deshaun Watson definitely needs to be the guy. Uh, at quarterback for that to actually succeed. Pittsburgh. Oh, my goodness. Only one quarterback went in the first round for this year's draft. That was at pick number 20 overall. Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pittsburgh, ends up in Pittsburgh. Uh, Round two, uh, later in round two, I should say, George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia. I did like George Pickens. He does have some off-the-field issues, but... I do like the talent of the kid. Calvin Austin the third came out in the fourth. Uh, wide receiver out of Memphis. We do like Calvin Austin a little bit here. Uh, Six-rounder Connor Hayward, tight end out of Michigan State. Now, Connor Hayward is going to be more of a... Uh, he would be more of a fullback based on his size. Um, I'm kind of taking a look. I'm kind of waiting to see what happens here with Derek Watt, whether or not he actually still ends up on the team or not. Um, if not, then that would be where Connor Hayward would play. Um, but for right now, I have him still listed at the tight end spot. And then in the seventh round, you got Chris Oladokun, uh, quarterback out of South Dakota State probably not making the team, to be completely honest with you. It will be Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph. Now, of course, Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett could open up the season. Ultimately, this is going to be Kenny Pickett's job probably at some point this season. Your wide receivers, I have Deontay Johnson listed on one side, George Pickens on the other, backed up by Miles Boykin over there. Uh, Move Chase Claypool in the slot. They'll be able to move him around a little bit more. Um fits more of his natural skill set in, in my opinion and then having him backed up by Calvin Austin the third there. So, Calvin Austin, I do like the kid, but he's not really a guy that's on my immediate radar. Pickens would actually be the guy that would be on my radar. Um, I believe where do I got him? Second or third rounder. One moment, please. It's got to be a second rounder. Come on. George Pickens at number 12. I uh, really like Pickens more than most other folks, and even with his off-the-field issues, I still want to get shares of him as the Steelers have seemingly soured on Chase Claypool, which would make Pickens the number two wide receiver to Deontay Johnson. Um, running back, so you're going to have Najee Harris, uh, backed up by Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland Jr., Trey Edmonds, and then two UDFAs for right now, Jalen Warren and Mateo Durant, two guys that I am not really focused on. Now, they did improve this offensive line a little bit. Okay, so you got Dan Moore at left tackle, Kevin Dotson at left guard, Mason Cole, who was brought in at center uh, from Minnesota, James Daniels brought in at, for right guard from Chicago, and then Chuck Wuma Okafor, uh, should be the right tackle here. So pretty decent offensive line. Uh, Najee Harris going pretty early in drafts, if I'm not mistaken. i got to just kind of find him here real quick. Uh, yeah, he is the number four, or number, th- pardon me, number three running back, fifth overall. That has come up from number four running back, uh, six overall, and the week before that, he was number five at eight overall. So he has risen uh, really up the charts. I do like Najee Harris. He should get the massive workload again this season. Uh, moving to the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, you got in the third round DeMarvin Leal, D-tackle out of Texas A&M. That's actually pretty cheap. 
where they got him, so that was a good get there. Uh, seventh round, Mark Robinson, linebacker out of Mississippi. This defense, I think, is going to fall back still even a little bit. They did bring in Miles Jack from Jacksonville uh, to fill in an inside linebacker spot instead of Robert Spillane, um, but it is still not really good up the middle. So if you lose Tyson Alula, Cameron Hayward, or Steven Tuitt yet again, um, I think you're going to have a nice little alley right up the middle um, where you're running back, especially if it's a guy like Derrick Henry having to face uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and Ter- uh, Terrell Edmonds right in the middle. So Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I do like, eh, I don't really like their defense. I just don't. It's still going rather high, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, actually, it has slipped. It is now at defense number 11 at 206. So, hmm. Something we'll have to keep an eye on. We'll do take a look at it when we do strength of schedule. Moving on to the AFC East, we have the Buffalo Bills, everybody's favorite uh, offense this season. Uh, draft selection, second round, James Cook, running back out of Georgia, the brother of Dalvin Cook. Khalil Shaker, fifth round. Wide receiver out of Boise State. Sixth round, Luke Tenuta. Offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. Josh Allen, of course, is going to be your quarterback here. Offensive line. It's a little bit better because they brought Roger Saffold in there. But it's still a little bit weak on the right side with Cody Ford and Spencer Brown. So it's something to monitor. Uh, Your wide receivers here. You're going to have Stephon Diggs one side. Gabriel Davis should move into the other side. wide receiver spot opposite of Stefan uh, Diggs. And then you have Jamison Crowder who's brought in from the Jets uh, as your slot wide receiver there. Uh, Khalil Shaker for right now I have slotted behind Gabriel Davis. I'm not incredibly high on Shaker, so uh, take him with a grain of salt. Dawson Knox returns as the tight end with O.J. Howard coming in from Tampa Bay. O.J. Howard probably more brought in uh, as a blocking tight end than he will be as a receiving tight end, so I'm not really too worried there. So this is Dawson Knox's job. Uh, Your running backs, though, Devin Singletary still have Zach Moss behind him. James Cook would fit in there. He's more of a receiving uh, style back. Now, you know, at the college level, he can get it done um, on the ground, but whether or not he can get it done at the NFL level, Remains to be seen. I do like him. Uh, do liken him to Devin Singletary. Where do I have him? Oh, I wasn't nearly as high on him. I thought I was a little bit higher. 22. Uh, so a second round pick. Uh, I believe a lot of people are taking him towards the end of the first round. Uh, so number 22. I really like the kid, even with him being a bit small. He can do all the things that Singletary showed at the end of the 2021 season, but better. He's more of a second-round selection in rookie drafts, but I can be convinced to take him at the back end of the first. So if you really, really like him, uh, go ahead and take him at the end of the first Um, because he's probably not making it into the second, just to be completely honest. All right, so now we move on to the defense. First round, Kier Alam. Uh, cornerback out of Florida, which is really good because now you don't have to worry about Dane. Uh, Buffalo doesn't have to worry about Dane Jackson having to start opposite of Davius White, uh, who's expected to be back. Uh, so Alam have put penciled in as a other outside starter. Third round, Terrell Bernard, linebacker out of Baylor. Sixth round, Matt Areza, punter out of San Diego State. He'll battle it out with Matt Hack. Probably will beat Matt Hack. Uh, other sixth rounder is Christian Benford, cornerback out of Villanova. And then in the seventh round, you got Bale Inspector, linebacker out of Clemson. So uh, expect this defense to kind of. It'll be good. I mean, I still think you can kind of throw on here, but this is kind of one of those bend but not break type defenses. They'll dominate the teams um, that really are not going to be offensively gifted, let's just say. Um, as they return most of the guys. The addition of Von Miller from uh, the L.A. Rams is going to help. Uh, Daquan Jones coming over from Carolina also at D-Tackle is going to help. Where is their defense going? Number one defense. Number one defense, and it keeps 
it actually moved back up as as an overall pick. So they went from 151 overall to 155 and down to 144. So a lot of people high on this defense expect it to be the first one off the board. Uh, moving on to Miami, here's your draft picks for the offense. Fourth rounder, Eric Azucanama, wide receiver out of Texas Tech. And seventh round, Skyler Thompson, quarterback out of Kansas State. Skyler Thompson, um, <laughs> Azucanama, uh, I also do not like. Um, he's going to be just more of a depth type player uh, for this offense. So Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. Uh, on the outsides, and then you'll have Cedric Wilson on on the inside at the slot. Now they will they will travel around. You will have these guys kind of you know switching into the slot in and out. So just be aware, should be a lot of movement on here, especially from you know basically it's Mike McDaniel, the head coach, is it's his offense that he's bringing over from San Francisco. Offensive line is not. Uh, too shabby, bringing in Teron Armstead at left tackle, Connor Williams at the uh, left guard spot. And then you have Michael Dieter, Austin Jackson, and Robert Hunt to finish that off. Mike Kosicki returns at tight end, but of course, I'm just not going to bother with it because you're going to see Durham Smythe and Adam Shaheen from time to time, and maybe even a little bit of Hunter Long and Seathan Carter. Quarterback's going to be Tua Tagovailoa. Um, I do realize that he had an underthrow at an OTA to Tyreek Hill. I'm not really too worried about it. I just don't see this offense being, you know, really pass heavy to where it's going to affect anything. Um, in terms of, you know, where you took Tua, uh, we're not going to be very high on Tyreek Hill as far as drafts are concerned. Where is Tyreek going? Let's take a look at Tyreek. Number eight wide receiver, 23rd overall. Um, Where is Waddle? Waddle is going to be your wide receiver, 13, uh, 32nd overall. So they're high on the top two passing targets in this offense. Uh, That is not something that Tua can really sustain. So I think you need to move... You need to move those ADPs back, and I think once people kind of realize what this offense is, uh, they will do so accordingly. Mike Gazicki still makes it as a tight end one at wide at tight end twelve, uh, one twenty two overall. But you can keep it. So, as far as running backs are concerned, with Miami, they brought in three guys. They brought in Sony Michelle, who was the last guy in Chase Edmonds early, and then Raheem Mostert. Those should be your top three guys, Miles Gaskin, Selvin Ahmed, uh, Garrett Dokes, and the uh, UDFA running back, Zachary White, uh, running back out of South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina. Oh, my God, did I just say South Carolina? He should be quite a banger. Um, before Sonny Michelle uh, got there, Kind of like Zachondre White. The kid had things he needed to work on but wasn't a horrible prospect. He has an uphill climb to make a difference, but one I may take a shot on depending on how deep your rookie draft goes. So Zachondre White, maybe. Maybe. Let me say maybe. Uh, On defense in the third round, you had Channing uh, Tyndall, linebacker out of Georgia, and then Cameron Good in the seventh, outside linebacker out of California. They're basically just backups. They're fillers in here, so we're not going to really worry about them too much. Defense actually looks pretty good, um, pretty solid, uh, basically the same group from last year. So uh, if they can get that offense going, do a little bit more uh, ball control, uh, that defense actually should be pretty good this season. New England Patriots, who do not have an offensive coordinator, do not have an offensive play caller as of yet. It's still early. So we're not going to really worry about it too much. Um, let's take a look at the offensive picks. You got at 29 overall Cole Strange, offensive guard out of Tennessee Chattanooga. He's all right. I didn't really think he'd be a first rounder. I thought maybe he'd be a like a um, high second rounder, but they wanted him. They got him. We move on. Second round, you got Tyquan Thornton. Wide receiver out of Baylor, who I think was drafted way too high. Um, he's a short, he's a little guy. He's a little guy. 
Uh, your two fourth-rounders, Pierre Strong, running back out of South Dakota State, and Bailey Zappi, quarterback out of Western Kentucky. The Zappi pick was really strange when that one came through. Um, don't really know unless they just want to make sure that they have a guy um, who could back up Mac Jones for future years. That would be my guess there if they can get rid of Jarrett Stidham. And then Zappi can learn from Brian Hoyer on how to run uh, the New England Patriots offense. So your wide receivers here, they did bring in Devontae Parker. They traded for him. So I have Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne being the starters. Uh, Jacoby Myers in the slot. Now a lot of people are going to put Tyquan Thornton in for Kendrick Bourne. I think that's a mistake. Um, Just throwing it out there. I don't see him as being anything more than... Uh, you know, a high-end third rounder, but he is going in the second. So if you like him, you're going to have to really pay for him. Offensive line is really good, although, you know, we got the question marks with Strange, but he should be fine. Uh, your tight ends, of course, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith leading the charge with Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene bringing up the rear. Uh, and then running backs, Damian Harrison, Ramondre Stevenson, James White, and then you have the rookie and Pierre Strong, J.J. Taylor, and Kevin Harris bringing up the rear. Uh, Pierre Strong has uh, has the ability to actually mix in behind Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. And this may be a precursor of Pierre Strong actually does something that Damian, Damian Harris is going to be playing for a contract and probably probably playing for a contract elsewhere. Moving on to the defense, third round, he had Marcus Jones, cornerback out of Houston. Fourth round, Jack Jones, cornerback out of Arizona State. And in the sixth round, Sam Roberts, D-tackle, Northwest Missouri State. Don't see any of these guys starters as starters. I don't even see them as being guys who could potentially be in there. But it's the Patriots, and they usually figure out a way. Defense looks pretty solid, although it's not my favorite on the board. Uh, currently they are going fourth, which I think is too high. Probably want to have them a little bit back farther, probably right where the Denver Broncos are at defense number eight. New York Jets start on offense. These are the guys that everybody loves. Um, had a pretty decent draft, but, uh, in the first round, he had Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver out of Ohio state. Second round, Brees Hall, our favorite, at least my favorite running back of this draft class, running back out of uh, Iowa State. Third round, Jeremy Ruckert, uh, the tight end out of Ohio State. So there's the other guy, Jeremy Ruckert and Charlie Kohler. I think Charlie Kohler is the better tight end prospect than Jeremy Ruckert. Um, and he is, Ruckert's a little bit buried behind Uzoma. And then Tyler Conklin, who was brought in from Minnesota. So. Ruckert is not going to be on my radar for rookie drafts. Offensive line looks really good. Uh, George Fant, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Elijah Ferrer Tucker, and Mackay Becton. Uh, we went through tight ends, so wide receivers. You're going to have Corey Davis on one side, Garrett Wilson on the other, and Elijah Moore will be you know that slot guy, the guy that they can kind of move around and such. So uh, wide receiver core is pretty good although I would expect that they are going to focus a little bit more on the run, be a little bit run heavier uh, to protect uh, quarterback Zach Wilson. Running backs, I already moved in. Uh, Brees Hall, put him ahead of Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and Michael P. Ryan, and also ahead of one, Bam Knight, who you're going to go, who? And I'm going to go, that's right. Not a big deal. New York Jets defense in the first round, he got two guys. Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati, and Jermaine Johnson, the second DN out of Florida State. These ones they were getting a lot of shit for, um, saying that these guys were taken a little bit too high. So uh, not a lot of people really on this Jets defense. Fourth rounder, you got Michael Clemens, defensive end out of Texas A&M. Like him, don't love him but he's going to be a backup overall. So they are making improvements on this defense. I just, it's it's not there yet. Going to the south, we're looking at the Houston Texans. 
Here's your draft selections for offense. First rounder, Kenyon Green, offensive guard, Texas A&M. He moves into the starting slot right away at left guard. John Mechie, the third wide receiver out of Alabama. He could easily slip into the slot. So you'd have uh, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins on the outside, and then you put Mechie in the slot, let him work out of there. So that really, really boosts uh, Mechie in my eyes for there because this defense is still going to be bad so they're going to be playing catch up uh fourth rounder damian pierce running back out of florida everybody wants to put him as the automatic starter right now i'm telling you to hold on right now just for the fact that you have marlon mack rex burkhead who they like and this coaching staff has seen uh dari gunbawale royce freeman and darius anderson uh, in the fifth round, Tegan Quintar- <laughs> Quintoriano, uh, tight end out of Oregon State. He should be mixing in with Brevin Jordan Farrell Brown. Um, as a this team usually likes to rotate their tight ends, so not really anything that's fantasy relevant. And then in the sixth round, Austin uh, Deculius, uh, offensive tackle out of LSU. Moving on defense, first rounder Derek Stingley, junior cornerback out of LSU. Jalen Petrie in the second round, safety out of Baylor. Uh, third round, Christian Harris, linebacker, Alabama. And then f- in the fifth round, Thomas Booker, D tackle, Stanford. So a lot of backups here outside of Stingley, who should start opposite of Steven Nelson. And then having Desmond King return to his more natural slot corner role. Defense still a little bit weak right up the middle, as per usual with these uh, Houston Texans. Indianapolis Colts, uh, got to go back and take a look. They have to have signed uh, some of these UDFAs because they look really light still across the offensive line, um, and you would not really want to, you know, be. You don't want to really be that shorthanded as far as backups, just in case. And, you know, it's the NFL, so shit happens. Um, the draft selections for this for the Indianapolis Colts in offense. Second rounder, Alex Pierce, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Uh, third rounders, there's Jelani Woods, tight end out of Virginia, and Bernard Raymond. Uh, offensive tackle out of Central Michigan. He's another guy that can play tackle. So, depending upon, it kind of depends on where they're going to put him as far as backing up. And then you got, last but certainly not least, Andrew Ogletree, tight end out of Youngstown State. Likes to fight. So, Ogletree, he's all right. He's all right. But he's really buried behind Mo Alley Cox and Kylan Granson. And even Jelani Woods is really kind of the more talented tight end of the two that came out of this draft. So to me, Jelani Woods, if you really wanted a a Colts tight end, would be the guy to grab. Jacksonville, two two draft picks for the offense here. Luke Fortner, center out of Kentucky. And Snoop Conner, running back out of Mississippi. Everybody's on Snoop, too based on the fact that what if ETN is not ready, James Robinson isn't ready. Um, we don't really like Ryquel Armstead or Nathan Cottrell. So this is really a spot where Snoop Connor can uh, take off in Jacksonville. Offensive line doesn't look too bad. Uh, it's kind of mediocre. Uh, mediocre to good. Cam Robinson, Ben Barch, Tyler Shatley, Brandon Sheriff, who we love, and Jawan Taylor. Your wide receivers here are going to be Marvin Jones Jr., Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk coming out of the slot, although he will float to um, probably the Zay Jones spot. If if I was going to garner a guess, uh, your quarterback here, of course, Trevor Lawrence, backed up by C.J. Beathard. And then uh, we went over running backs. Oh, tight ends. So you got Evan Ingram here now. Uh, sign a free agent contract, but I, I am not going to trust Dan, uh, uh, Evan Ingram yet again. So, in my opinion, Evan Ingram, no. Dan Arnold, yeah, maybe. Maybe. In a redraft league, super late 
super late round, like your last round. You've already got your defense. You already get a kicker. Why not? Why not? Um, Jacksonville defense. So they brought in Trayvon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia in the first round. Devin Lloyd as well in the first round, linebacker out of Utah. Third round, you got Chad Muba, uh, linebacker out of Wyoming. Gregory Jr. in the sixth. He's a corner out of Wichita Baptist. And in the seventh round, Monteric Brown, cornerback out of Arkansas. So they did get two guys that can start right away in Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd. Outside of that, everything is a depth position. Uh, and Jacksonville is going to continue to be a defense that we can attack. Tennessee now. Yay. A bit of uh, fighting over what's going on here in Tennessee, whether or not Ryan Tannehill is a dick or not, to newly drafted quarterback Malik Willis in the third. Look, he doesn't. Ryan Tannehill doesn't owe anybody shit. He's just doing his job. Malik Willis will learn on the fly. Um, I do like the kid. Uh, needs a year to learn. Um, very hit or miss on whether or not he's going to get anything accomplished, really, um, in his NFL career for right now. Offensive line looks decent. It looks better than it was last year. Uh, Taylor Luan, Jamarco Jones coming in from Seattle. Ben Jones, Nate Davis, and Nicholas Petit Freire at the right tackle spot. So an okay offensive line. Um Oh, we actually didn't go through any of the picks, did we? Maybe we want to do that. Because, I mean, we got in the first round Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. Uh, third rounder, the Nicholas uh, Petit-Friere, offensive tackle from Ohio State. Also Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty, fell into their laps. They felt like they couldn't wait any longer, so they grabbed him. Hassan Haskins, running back out of Michigan in the fourth round. Uh, Chigiozum, uh Akwanu. Uh, tight end out of Maryland. Do not like him. Probably. I really don't like him. I just don't. I don't know why they drafted him so high. He should have been a sixth, seventh rounder uh, at least. Uh, fifth round, you got Kyle Phillips, wide receiver out of UCLA. So for right now, I got Robert Woods on one side, Traylon Burks on the other. Learn on the fly here. And then Nick Westbrook, Westbrook Akeen uh, in the slot. Des Fitzpatrick also can um, do a lot of stuff in the slot, so keep an eye on him. He was drafted last year, uh, did not get a lot of run, though. Your tight end here is going to be newly acquired tight end uh, Austin Hooper coming over from Cleveland uh, with Jeff Swain, Ryan Izzo being the two primary backups. So Austin Hooper, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you want to do there. Don't know what you want to do there. So, um, running back here, you know, we talked about Ryan Tannehill, Logan Woodside, uh, Malik Willis. So I left Willis as the third quarterback, just so everybody understands that Malik Willis is not going to be the starter uh, for right now, and I don't see it for the foreseeable future uh, this season. So running backs, I got Derrick Henry, of course, at top. Dontrell Hilliard, his backup with Hassan Haskins bringing up the rear in third. Uh, Haskins could fill is good enough to where he could probably build out Don, beat out Dontrell Hilliard as kind of the change of pace type back. You know, getting somebody in there so they can't really key in on Derrick Henry all the time. Just kind of one of those guys, but Hilliard is definitely the better pass catcher out of the three. So. Um, just keep that one in mind. Moving out of the defense, you got three picks here in the second round. Roger McCreary, uh, corner out of Auburn, which I believe they took way too high. Um, so you're going to basically, as long as Caleb Farley is able to come back from his knee injury, um, you'll have Caleb Farley across from Christian Fulton and then Elijah Molden in the slot. So it's not terrible, but it's not great either so that's all she wrote for the south now last but certainly not least the afc west 
and we will take a look at the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, of course, made the trade with the Seattle Seahawks and acquired Russell Wilson, so we have him in Denver this year. Uh, let's see what they did in the draft, though. So for the offense, they had three picks that they used for specifically the offense. Third round, you got Greg Dolchik, uh, tight end out of UCLA. Fifth rounders, you got both Montrell, Washington, wide receiver out of Samford, and Luke Wattenberg, center out of Washington. So, um, basically, you know, didn't really address the offensive line with this draft. Picked up a decent piece as far as a backup piece, but nothing big. Dolchik is going to fight for time between Albert O and Eric Tomlinson, um, who came over, and Tomlinson came over from Baltimore. So, and he's more of a blocking tight end. So he's going to learn alongside with Albert O. Um, here, and to be honest with you, I don't really have any, I like Dolchik. Um, this is kind of a terrible landing spot. I think this is actually worse than Trey McBride, to be completely honest with you. Um, cause I just don't know if he's going to be ready to go in year two, probably year three, uh, your wide receivers, Cortland Sutton. Uh, Tim Patrick across from him, Jerry Judy in the slot. Jerry Judy, of course, when they're just too wide, um, will be will be the guy across from Corlin Sutton. But um, nobody, you know, Montreal Montreal Washington isn't going to be isn't isn't a guy that's going to compete here. Now there has been some good things said about KJ Hamler. Uh, so if KJ Hamler is as the ability to move up and actually be in the slot, then you'd have Jerry Judy moving over to the Tim Patrick spot. And that's all I can really tell you um, about this passing offense. Now the running game, it's going to be Javante Williams. Told you Melvin Gordon, the longer that he sat out, was going to end up back in Denver. And sure shit, there he is. Uh, Michael Boone, Demaria Crockett, and then Tyreek McAllister, who is hot garbage. So, uh, as far as rookies are concerned, nothing really big here. Defense. Uh, you got six picks that went to the defense here in the second round. Nick Benito, uh, outside linebacker from Oklahoma. Two fourth-rounders in Damari Mathis, cornerback out of Pittsburgh. And Ioma Wazerki. Um I know I completely said that wrong. But D-Tack, a lot of Iowa State. Uh, fifth rounder, DeLaren Turner-Yell, safety out of Oklahoma. Sixth round, you got Matt Henning, Henningson, uh, D-Tack, a lot of Wisconsin. And in the seventh, Fion Hicks, cornerback out of Wisconsin. So really Wisconsin heavy uh, is this team. But uh, everybody's backing up. There's nobody that I can really see as being a true starter. Uh, Benito... Could take the spot over um, from Bradley Chubb if the Denver Broncos decide to move on from him. Um, but really, to be honest with you, it just seemed like kind of a wasted pick on a guy that was going to be uh, basically a primary backup. But decent, uh, defense should be decent. I'm probably going to stay away from it. I'm going to stay away from all the defenses in the AFC. Uh, West, just based on the fact that these guys are going to face each other like six times during the year. Um, so if you're thinking of taking, like, say, a team like Denver uh, for their defense, I would just go ahead and just fucking stream uh, week to week and just play the matchups. Kansas City, three picks for the offense in the second round. Sky Moore, uh, wide receiver out of Western Michigan, uh, round five, you got Darian Kennard, offensive tackle out of Kentucky. And seven, you got Isaiah Pacheco, running back from Rutgers. So, first of all, we're going to talk a little bit about Sky Moore. I don't see Sky Moore really uh, taking off in his rookie year. Probably be more of a year two, year three type of thing. Uh, with Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and McCall Harmon on the outside, Juju Smith Schuster playing the slot. Uh, Ken Sky Moore become a starter sure um am i betting on it no i think he's got maybe a 25 percent shot of actually starting this year 
not including injuries, of course. So, um, that's all I can really say about Sky Moore. I do like him. Let's see where he's going, though. Um, do, 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 do. Sky Moore, where are you? Everybody likes Sky Moore. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you, Pikachu? Come on. Where the hell are you? There he is, Sky Moore, number nine. Um, Moore is going to get a shot to be the lead dog in a wide open wide receiver room. Moore is super talented, but don't just assume he is Tyree Kill. Also don't assume he is going to be the lead target over Hardman, Smith Schuster, or even tight end Travis Kelsey. So Sky Moore, you really you're taking for the future. Late first round, sure. I can accept that. Um he's definitely gonna get the opportunities here. But I think a lot of people are really counting out McCall Hardman in this whole thing and when you really look at the wide receiving core at least from the starters perspective or potential starters um Nicole Hardman is the one that has the most experience in this offense so trust is everything here and uh I, just to me McCall Hardman is really kind of the big winner here now I did I did hear a report about Isaiah Pacheco being a guy that could you know, challenge for carries and stuff with Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Ronald Jones II, and Derek Gore. Um, but I just don't really believe it. I think I thought when they said it, that's complete bullshit. Just for the fact that Pacheco is not not a very good running back whatsoever. In fact, let's see, where are you? Do 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 do. Uh-huh. So Pacheco, juke, juke, juke. That's all he does is juke. He has a shot to be a primary backup, but I'm not on him. Uh, this is the kid that I said juked out a piece of garbage that flew out on the field. Um, that's how he runs. He doesn't run in a straight line. He tries to, you know, kind of dip, dodge, duck, uh, dive, dip, <laughs> dodge, dip, dive, duck, and dodge. The five D's of dodgeball. Uh, when he's on the field. So, yeah, I don't really care too much about him. Now, a guy that you really want to kind of pay attention to is Justin Ross, um, only in deep rookie drafts. So Justin Ross had a procedure done on his back that was basically, it wasn't to fix, like, you know, something that was broken. It was a, a deformation. Um, I don't know if you say deformation or deformation. <laughs> Um, of his spinal column. So he had that fixed. He did get cleared, um, but not until, you know, basically Kansas City brought him in after the draft. He was a guy that should have went in, like, the third to fourth round. Um, so he is a guy that I'm I'm on, I want to pay attention to. But, like, say my fourth rounder, my four-round draft, no, I'm not going to bother with that. I would say if he had, like, a eight, you know, if you had like a super dynasty where you did like eight, you know, eight rounds or something, then you would take them in the eighth round there. On defense, they had, holy shit, seven, seven guys that they took here. Two in the first round. Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. George Karloftis, DN out of Purdue. I wasn't really high on Karloftis, but in this defense, he could excel. Uh, second rounder, Brian Cook, safety out of Cincinnati. Third round, Leo Chanel, uh, linebacker out of Wisconsin. We do like Chanel. Uh, fourth rounder, John, uh, Joshua Williams, cornerback, Fayetteville State. Blech. And two seventh rounders, Jalen Watson, cornerback out of Washington State. And Nazid Johnson, cornerback out of Marshall. Uh, McDuffie I have starting across from Rashad Fenton. Uh, Legereus Sneed, you know, remaining in his nickel corner spot. Carl Loftus I have in opposite of Frank Clark at the other de defensive end spot. And then you've got Chris Jones and Derek Nottie in there. Um, Chanel's going to be interesting as a third rounder. He could beat out, I think, actually all these linebackers. Like he could beat out Jermaine Carter, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay Jr. He could beat them all out. So I'm Going to kind of watch that training camp fight uh, here in August. 
everybody else basically backups. So we move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. We are just about approaching an hour. This one's going to definitely be a little bit shorter, though, from yesterday's. Didn't mean to run an hour and a half, but it did. Uh, so here's your offensive selections here. Third rounder, you got Dylan Parham, uh, offensive guard out of Memphis. Fourth rounder is Zamir White, running back out of Georgia. That's a name to kind of pay attention to. Uh, two seventh rounders, Thaler, uh, Thaler, <laughs> Thayer, Munford, Jr., offensive tackle out of Ohio State, and Britton Brown, running back out of UCLA. So when we look at the running back position, you got Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. They did bring in Amir Abdullah. They did bring in Brandon Bolden. Um, and then they drafted this kid, Zamir White. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I said about Zamir White. I do like the kid a little bit here. So let's see. Where is Zamir White? Uh, ground and pound running back who can become the early down backup to Josh Jacobs. I like this kid, but he has no value in the passing game, which keeps his ceiling low. So he's more of a goal line uh, type back, short yardage type back. A uh, guy that can carry the ball, drives himself, and falls forward. So... Zamir White is somebody that I would probably take a look at late in the fourth round. Wide receivers, they didn't really do anything uh, in terms of even UDFA. So right now I got Devontae Adams with Demarcus Robinson across from him and then Hunter Renfro in the slot, of course. Um, they didn't do much at tight end either, so Darren Waller is safe uh, to roam for another day. Only two selections on defense in this year's draft in the fourth round, Neil Farrell. D-tackle out of LSU. I thought he was going to go in the third round, but he did not. Uh, fifth rounder, Matthew Butler, D-tackle out of Tennessee. So uh, they did improve this defense a bit. Uh, Jonathan Hankins is kind of your weak spot with Jayon uh, Brown at middle linebacker. There is a lane right in there, right in between the newly acquired Chandler Jones and Bilal Nichols. So something to pay attention to there. Uh, last but certainly not least, the L.A. Chargers. Let's take a look, see what they did on offense here. Four picks went to the offense. Uh, first, their number one pick, uh, 17th overall, Zion Johnson, offensive guard out of Boston College. He is fit in at the left guard position right next to second-year offensive tackle Rashawn Slater. And, um, uh, 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 Jesus Christ, I'm brain farting here. Uh, the veteran center, Corey Lindsley. Uh, fourth rounder, they took Isaiah Spiller, named to pay attention to running back out of Texas A&M. Sixth rounder, Jamari uh, Saylor, uh, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Meh, he's all right. Uh, probably more of a guard. Uh, that's why I moved him in there. Uh, seventh rounder, Xander Horvath, fullback out of Purdue. I don't know why you take a fullback. Fuck that. Although he's probably is actually better than... Gabe Neighbors, who is currently their, their fullback. Oh, that's great. Somebody's outside fucking mowing their lawn. I wonder if it's the one where the shit's fucking a foot and a half tall. Fucking idiots. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Isaiah Spiller. So he's not going to be a guy who's going to end up replacing Austin Eckler. It's Austin Eckler's job to have. Um, but he will split carries with Austin Eckler. Uh, it's going to save a little bit of wear and tear on him. So Isaiah Spiller is definitely a guy that we want to pay attention to and a guy that we really kind of want to draft. Um, if anything happens to Eckler, uh, he can actually get the job done. Let's see, 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 see. Where did I have him? Oh, I had him a little bit lower than I thought. Uh, number 19, so second rounder. Uh, Isaiah Spiller. The new primary backup to Austin Eckler, and with his talent, he can lead this backfield. And if an injury occurs, get yourself some spiller. So nice, short, and sweet there. Um, but the, in, in reality, that's really everything there. I mean, you got Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, Manning, uh, your wide receiver positions. Gerald Everett was brought in um, uh, from Seattle, so he should be the primary tight end, but Donald Parham. Uh, should be uh, ready to go as kind of a backup, uh, split some targets at the tight end position. A lot of people are kind of talking about Trey McKitty this year too, and I don't know why. P 
Parham's going to be your primary backup. Parham far and away is bigger than uh, McKitty, so he's going to be the better target. Uh, so last, here we go, the L.A. Chargers defense didn't really need too much considering the fact that they brought in everybody and the kitchen sink this offseason. Uh, third round, they took J.T. JT Woods, safety out of Baylor. Uh, fifth round, Otito Ogbanania. Uh, I'm going to say this one right. Ogbania, uh, D-tackle out of UCLA. Uh, sixth round, Jasser. Uh, Taylor, cornerback out of Wake Forest, and seventh round Deanne uh, Leonard, uh, cornerback out of Mississippi. So they got some back, nice backups that they can kind of fill in here. Uh, Woods actually could fit into being a starter at some certain spot, but uh, really this defense is really strong. Uh, there is a weakness, though, still with Austin Johnson at nose tackle and then behind him, Kenneth Murray at the inside linebacker spot. So they can still technically be run on. Uh, Jerry Tillery really isn't all that great either. So they can be run on, but uh, they're definitely going to be improved from last year. There's a lot of people that are hopping on this whole bandwagon with uh, the L.A. Chargers as far as their defense is concerned. Um, I am not one of them based on what all the moves that have gone on in the AFC West that's really going to kind of pull them back uh, down and in my mind is just kind of, you know, it just kind of makes sense that that division is going to be fucking phenomenal. Um, where's the Chargers defense going right now? Right now they are at 13, but I actually, now they went from 11 to 12 to 13. I actually think they will move up a little bit because let's see what you have here's your top 12 right now buffalo bills tampa bay buccaneers indianapolis colts new england patriots patriots actually shouldn't be that high uh la rams dallas cowboys san francisco 49ers they shouldn't be that high either uh denver broncos miami dolphins green bay packers pittsburgh steelers new orleans saints those are your top 12 and then followed by the chargers um I guess it's okay. If, I mean, if you can get him there, I'd be quite happy with it. But to me, I still think uh, overall with all the moves that they make, I think they actually still kind of jump up. But like I said, AFC West, it's going to be really fucking tough. Um, sorry that this one's a little bit more boring. I didn't really get into any type of bullshit and all that. But I promise you, I promise you in the next one, in the next one, in 311, in 311, let's make it good. Let's go back. Let's go back and fucking just blow it out of the water. I'm fucking tired. I need to go lay down. That's why I had to get this fucker out. So, hope you enjoyed it. Any questions, any comments, concerns, and like I said, be sure to DM me if you need this stuff uh, that we're handing out for free. Gotta go. Bye. Bye.